Hey, what's up, party crashers? This is Jerry, the host of The Uninvited. However you found us, whyever the hell you decided to to find this little podcast, I am so glad you did. Uh, do me a favor, please be sure to rate, review, uh, and subscribe to us so you don't um, miss another one of these fine episodes. Uh, when you review us, though, do me a favor, will you? Give us a five-star rating, because a five-star rating feels more like love, and four stars feels more like the, the friend zone, and, you know. I mean, healthy ego aside, who really wants to be in the friend zone? Uh, how have y'all been? It's been, uh, it's been a, it's been kind of a week, hasn't it? I mean, I think the last time, the last time we talked, we talked a little bit about, um, Kamala Harris. That was certainly big. Uh, I certainly had a big week. Um, my wife and I are in empty nesters now. Um, daughter's off at school. Um, and I've certainly noticed a few changes. Um, there's not as much life <laughs> in the house, obviously. Um, but there's a lot more uh, milk available in my refrigerator now. And orange juice. Um, no no empty containers um, of orange juice left in the room. No, no um, plates with the kind of the hardened cereal. Uh, on the side, um, it's different. It's different. Um, but I would imagine that many of you are going through that right now. Um, kids off at school. I know that some of you are um, are still kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen if your your kids are going to be in school or at home. So whatever your situation is, I'm wishing the best for you. Uh, and I'm glad you're, you've taken a, a few moments, uh, moments, minutes. Um, these things are kind of long sometimes. <laughs> I, I, what I told myself after the last one, I was like, you know, 50 minutes is a, is a long time to be bored to tears. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can bore you to tears in a shorter, uh, shorter amount of time. Um, but what is time anyway, right? I think in the wake of COVID. Um, time doesn't really matter. I will say this. Um, I was impressed with, um, the students at my daughter's school with folks moving in, all the kids, most of the kids, I'd, I'd say, I, I don't think I saw a kid that wasn't wearing a mask on, uh, on moving day. Um, so really impressed. Um, and then I was up there again on, on Thursday and kids were still wearing masks. Um, so, so cheers to them. Cheers to them. Um, what's going on with the post office? Speaking of cheers. Um, this is, listen, um, I didn't, I'm not a big post office person. I go to the post office once a month to do my returns for Stitch Fix. Shout out to Stitch Fix. Um, shout out to, to Emily, again in Austin. Um, um, Stitch Fix, by the way, this is not an ad, but if you hate shopping as much as I do, um, Stitch Fix really comes in handy. And I usually buy a couple things out of my, um, 
out of my fix, as it were. Um, but normally, that's the only reason why I'm going to the post office. Um, but I think I might start going now. I think I need to buy a bunch of stamps. Um, like I said, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but now that they've come after Cliff Clavin, um, I got a problem. I got a real problem. Uh, I mean, they're coming after Cliff. Uh, oh, and they're coming after democracy. I should note that. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. Someone had posted this on Twitter. This is probably a couple weeks ago. Uh, and the question was, who would be the most likely on Cheers to to be a pro-mask person? Who would be the person in Cheers uh, who would wear a mask? And I'm like, obviously Diane, right? I mean, that was my initial gut reaction. Um, but I would imagine now that, that Cliff, Cliff would certainly be a mask wearer. Um, but I think that, I think maybe perhaps Lilith. Um, I mean, Lilith being a stickler for uh, the rules and the rule of law, I think perhaps Lilith probably would have been the most compliant. I'm pretty sure that Coach would have been the most non-compliant person uh, at the bar. Um, maybe, maybe Norm. Um, Sam, you know, I, 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 you know, I think that Sam probably would wear a mask. Um, but I think Sam is also the kind of person who would talk trash on the mask wearers when he was around his non-mask wearing friends. Cause I, I don't know. I just, I mean, Sam, you know, he's Sam alone. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but COVID still sucks, but Hey, um, 79 day in all seriousness though, we are 79 days away. Uh, from the November 3rd election and um, the Postal Service is being compromised um, by the president. I would hope that um, Speaker Pelosi would convene um, the House session. They need to end this recess immediately and they need to get in there and really launch an investigation into the sabotage of the 2020 election. Um, this is, has nothing to do with Russia and everything to do with the Trump administration and their undermining of uh, the Postal Service. But make a plan. Um, check your state your, with your Secretary of State's office. Check with your local election board. Find out what the rules are with regards to absentee balloting, mail-in balloting. Um, you know, because uh, every state has different rules. Every state has different timelines. I would say that if you if you can you need to go out and request your ballot. If you're not gonna vote in person, you need to re request that ballot ASAP. That's just a, just kind of a friendly. Um, and we have, man, I gotta tell you, we have some gems to choose from, from by the way. Um, have you been following any of these um, house, house seats? Um, I. I, I do think that congressional uh, congressional elections are so much more interesting than um, Senate elections, gubernatorial elections, because typically you've got loose cannons who who are running uh, for those those two year um, House seats. Um, 
and you've got loose cannons who are already in office. Like I, I, I was reading about this guy uh, out of Virginia. His name is Bob Good. I mean, he's got the perfect name for his kind of his style. He he is a self-described uh, biblical conservative. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in Kansas City, so uh, I am surrounded by uh biblical conservatives he's uh from the state of virginia the fifth district um and uh he is asking the question that all of us are probably have been wanting to know the answer to and have just been afraid to ask um now i know what you're thinking he's asking the question is it safe to send our, our students and our teachers back into school that is not the question um, that he's asking. Um, he's not asking the question about whether or not there should be um, football in the fall or whether or not the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC should follow suit of the Big 10 and Pac-12 and uh, suspend um, fall sports until the spring. That's not the, those aren't the questions he's asking. Because no one really cares about those those important questions. The question, though, that he is asking is, what happens? This is a this is this is a question that he is asking in one of his <laughs> political ads. What happens when a male member of your congregation goes on vacation and returns four weeks later as a female? That's what Bob Good is asking um, and juxtaposing that between what he would answer and I'm presuming what his uh, Democratic challenger would answer. Um, and this question just really struck to me, struck me because I'm like, who's who's going on vacation right now? Um, I mean, obviously, people are going on vacation. Um I feel like that everyone that I've seen on Instagram that has gone on vacation has has either gone to the mountains or gone to the beach. Like everyone's hiking, right? Everyone's going hiking. Man, if you bought Yeti stock um, at the beginning of this COVID crash, you are doing really well right now. I mean, yeah, so... But I, I'm like, who's going on vacation for four weeks? Do you all have that kind of vacation time where you could take a four week vacation? And, and I get it. I, I get I guess you would take a four week vacation because you have to quarantine if you're from where, you know, Missouri. And I think Kansas is, too. We're on one of those banned states like we can't even go to the city of Chicago right now. Um, but if you do, you've got a quarantine for 14 days. So it apparent, I, I guess if you're going to take a vacation, knowing that for two weeks of that, you're going to be stuck in the, in the lodge or your camper, um, or your tent, um, that, yeah, you're going to have to take a four week vacation. But I, I guess I'm curious about like what happens when a male member like, I, 
I mean, who talks like that? What happens when a male member of your congregation goes on vacation and returns four weeks later as a female? Um, well, what happened is something pretty, <laughs> pretty life altering in those four weeks. I mean, I would love to know. I would kind of like uh, The Hangover. How they're telling you the story of what happened by by their kind of recalling. It's their their shared recollection of what happened in the past. Could you imagine the story? Like if I I would tell Bob, I'm like Bob. I'm having coffee. Um. Well, well, you know, I guess you could have had coffee with with your male member before they went on vacation, but now that they're they're female. You wouldn't be able to have coffee with them alone. Is Mike Pence, can I ask you this? Is Mike Pence going to be allowed to debate Kamala Harris? I know I talked about this in the last pod, but I'm really serious now. I, I think he is going to have a podium for mother. Is she going to, is she going to let him debate Kamala? Um, but yeah, you, what you do is you buy that front, you buy that member of your congregation a drink. Uh, I'm guessing if the male member of that congregation left and came back as a female, I'm pretty sure that she's not going back to that congregation. I, I, I would begin to question, what did we do? How, what did we do to drive a person to say, screw this, I'm going on vacation uh, and I so don't want to see these people again. I'm going to change my gender. Um, but yeah, I mean, th this is his campaign. His whole He's running his campaign as anti-gay marriage, um, anti-LGBTQA. You know, um, he's probably going to win. He's probably going to win. Because you can't be crazy enough. And... Republican congressional level politics. You cannot be um, far right enough. Um, case in point, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, and I, I, maybe it's just a Georgia thing. I don't know what's going on um, in Georgia. I mean, you've got Brian Kemp. Who's the governor? You've got this. So Marjorie Taylor Greene had a primary runoff on Tuesday. Uh, she's in the 14th congressional district in the state of Georgia. And um, her her claim, well, she's got a couple claims to fame. Um, she's a she's a CrossFit athlete. I guess she ran a box. I think maybe she still runs a box. Um, and after I found that she had a CrossFit box, I'm like, oh, that makes sense that her beliefs are what they are. Um, you know, CrossFit has been, I'm not a CrossFitter, but I follow a whole bunch of CrossFit athletes because I'm just weird that way. Uh, but, um, the CrossFit founder, Greg Glassman had made some terrible, terrible comments uh, via Twitter, uh, and other uh, media outlets with regards to, um, George Floyd's murder. And some of, some of the, the sports, most high profile athletes, um, Katrine, David's daughter, Brooke Wells, um, there were several others. Um, Ben Bergeron is, is, a, a high profile coach. 
um, all came out um, against Greg Glassman, and ultimately he he's selling the company, and uh, Dave Castro is interim CEO. But I think there I think there's a new CEO that's going to be appointed. Um, I follow way too much about CrossFit for someone who is is overweight and not a CrossFit athlete. Uh, but it's an amazing sport. They didn't have the games this year, obviously, um, because of COVID. But so Marjorie Taylor Greene is CrossFit athlete. So shout out to her for that. Um, but her claim to fame, and I think what helped her win her seat is that she is so pro-Trump um, that you know she she's one of those people that believes um, that Hillary Clinton actually had a kill list i don't know if you've heard about this or not but she there's in there's QAnon. i'm not i'm not vaguely i'm not i'm only vaguely familiar with QAnon, but only recently that i've been seeing more and more and more about them she's one of those people she believes hillary had a kill list um she actually believes that if you all remember the the las vegas massacre from 2017 she believes that that whole thing was a ruse um, to undermine the Second Amendment, that it was done intentionally for that purpose. She believes that. Um, she she won her runoff, um, got uh, shouted out by Trump on Wednesday, giving her, showing her some love uh, via Twitter, which is basically, I mean, if you are, if you are, uh, a Trump Republican. I can't think of anything more valuable than a Trump tweet. Even though I think her her beliefs could be problematic, though, um, and could come back to bite um, what the GOP is trying to do, obviously, which is to to salvage as many House seats as they can. Um, and clearly, she wasn't running for Senate, but you know they're trying to maintain a majority. Um, in the Senate, and um, it's not a good look. What so Taylor Green's beliefs are not a really good look um, for um, for uh, the Republican Party. But it's not. I wouldn't put this on on Taylor Green as much as I would on this whole um, QAnon movement. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, are you all, you all remember the Pizzagate thing? Um, Pizzagate was, and I think this was the beginning and kind of saying, hey, there was a child sex ring out of some pizza shop. Totally false. Um, and so people started organizing themselves online on uh, 4chan, I believe, um, and got this pizza place essentially shut down, like just because of this conspiracy. And... And that's kind of um, uh, Michael Michael Flynn's son. I think he's actually Michael Flynn Jr. Uh, you know Michael Flynn, right? He was the um, national security advisor um, who was indicted um, and pled guilty um, to a couple charges in the um, Robert Mueller investigation. That that Michael Flynn. Um, Michael Flynn is probably, well, he and, and Alex Jones, I would say, are probably uh, the most famous supporters of QAnon. Um, 
but just know that anytime you hear anything about kind of deep state conspiracy against the Trump presidency and how the Trump presidency is actively fighting against the deep state, um, QAnon is probably the the most popular vehicle by which people who who subscribe to these um, ideas or or beliefs how they um, kind of how they communicate uh, with each other and educate each other. Um, but Marie Marjorie Taylor Greene um, is is one of those people, um, and and so is uh, the person who is is seeking to secure John Lewis's um, fifth district seat, also from the state of Georgia. Um, Angela Stanton King, um, Angela Stanton King, African American Republican. Um, she is running, um, to, to claim that seat. She got a little bit of love, uh, from, from the president. She had tweeted something out essentially to the notion, um, that the storm was coming, talking about this whole notion that, you know, uh, they're going to get, they're going to bust this, bust this liberal deep state slash, um, and there's this really weird thread. You have probably have friends or family. Sorry, my condolences to you. If if it has gone beyond your Facebook friends and it's extended to um, to your family that are have subscribed to this um, liberal um, this this liberal conspiracy this this child sex trafficking ring that apparently Hollywood. Uh, and the liberal uh, left has moving. I mean, so this Pete is basically it, it's Pizzagate um, rebooted. And I've I've got I've got friends on Facebook um, who uh, also subscribe um, to this. Um, and one of the one of the people in the crosshairs is um, Chrissy Teigen. Can I be honest? I'm not a Chrissy Teigen fan. I'm just, I haven't been. Um, do you remember the movie um, Beasts of the Southern Wild? I will never forget. So Heidi and I, um, we took our daughter to Beasts of the Southern Wild. This had to be, oh my gosh, was it six, seven years ago? I mean, it may have been longer ago. Um, because the way the movie was promoted... It looked like it was. It was. I mean, the uh, the protagonist, a uh, young uh, African American girl, um, who may have just been a year or two younger than Adar. So I'm I'm thinking it may have hell. It may have been like wow. It was before the adoption for sure. So it would have been maybe eight years ago, eight nine years ago. I took her to this movie because it like oh my gosh, like we see our daughter. Uh, in her, it, the movie is not for, the movie is not for kids, I guess is, I, I should have led with that. Um, so if you have small children, uh, I would say if they're under, if they're, if they're not in seventh or eighth grade yet, probably don't show them this movie. I don't know. At least Heidi and I didn't think it was terribly appropriate after we, we, you know, paid money for it. We didn't leave by the way, cause we, you know. We'd spent money on Twizzlers and I mean, I, you know, I have to tell you, I miss, I miss the 
just I miss movies. I love I love going to the movies. Um, New Mutants is coming out finally. Um, and so this will be the thing that I'm really excited about is that New Mutants, uh, part of the um, kind of the X-Men universe and uh, was, you know, filmed when it was still with Fox, but they didn't release it because they were being acquired by Disney and now it's folded into the MCU somehow. And so this this film has been delayed. Its release has been delayed for all, for a little bit over two years now. Super um, excited for that. The point, <laughs> sorry about that. I do miss, I do miss movie popcorn. I miss the $10 soda. Um, yeah, milk duds, movies, the movies are the only place I would ever, I don't even think, can you even find a milk dud anywhere except a movie theater? I, I don't know. I've never had a milk dud outside of a movie theater. So I wouldn't know. Um, but anyway, so conservatives have have gravitated to this child sex trafficking and i've seen memes where like you know a picture of tom hanks saying hey if you're not if you're not talking about this the way you're talking about black lives matter you are a pedophile which is kind of absurd so i i wanted to do a little bit of research and i wanted to find out well tell me more it sounds like president trump is leading on child sex trafficking which which will never be a bad thing i just but i i didn't i didn't know the history of it and it turns out um there was a bill passed and signed into law back in 2000 called the trafficking victims protection act 2000 um it was signed into law by president bill clinton i have no i haven't watched the jeffrey epstein thing by the way uh, and I, I'm just kind of afraid to um, I, I just feel like maybe Bill Clinton does have a little bit of R. Kelly in him and uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about that I mean I talked about Clinton and why we still love him uh, a couple episodes ago but I don't know if I really want to see that um, and then former President Barack Obama um, set up the first ever U.S. Advisory Council on Human Trafficking, which included um, uh, recovered victims of human trafficking. It was the first time it had ever been done, and they put out a report each year, and that still continued uh, under the uh, Trump presidency. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that I want to give President Trump credit. Despite all the crazy ideas um, with regards to what's going on, the QAnon is uh, promoting. I want to give President Trump credit for following in uh, Barack Obama's uh, footsteps in fight in fighting child sex trafficking. Um, I think it's important. You know, th and as far as I know, this might be the one thing that Obama has done that the current president has not tried to undo. So kudos, kudos to um, Trump and Trump supporters um, for backing both President Bill Clinton and President Barack Obama and following their lead um, in fighting child sex uh, trafficking. Uh, here's what I would like to see, though, since we're, we're you know, 
doing this. Um, I would very much like to see. Um, I'd very much like to see at the state level funding for um, child protective services. Um, I would love to see at the federal level. I would love to see um, the uh, the passage of the Violence Against Women Act. Um, the bill passed in the House in 2019 and has been um, sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk since 2019. Um, there was a glimmer of hope um, that Senator Ernst from Iowa um, kind of helped. She had she had, she had indica indicated that she was going to offer up a uh, a Senate compromise to the House bill that never happened. I don't know if that was on her or if it was um, Senator McConnell, but nothing has happened at all um, from the Senate in 2020 on that. So to me, um, for those who want to protect um, children from sex abuse and sex trafficking, um, you also want to protect women um, because oftentimes these children are female. So let's put our money where our mouth is. So let's pass the Violence Against Women Act in the Senate. Contact your senator uh, and let them know that you expect, especially those of you who are on the front line of this QAnon effort, this is something really easy that your senators um, can do. Uh, and then... I would fully expect um, these new allies in the fight to protect children um, to join us in uh, boosting the budgets um, for children and family services and child protective services at, in every, at every state. So there's something that each one of our conservative friends and our conservative family friends can do in the state that they're in. And now that they've joined our fight to protect children, um, join us in protecting those budgets that protect children and families. Um, or in other words, tell them to shit or get off the pot. That's what I'm saying. I know I keep it clean, but if you're, if you're going to use children, there's a lot of that going on, by the way, using children. And that's kind of, it's just really sickening when you think about it. Um, and I'm going to be honest, the conversation I've just, just have been having um, does not feel good. It does not feel good. Um, the point is that children are not uh, a political football. They, they require our guidance and leadership in our protection. And, you know, in the last, I, I guess, answer me this. What evidence have you seen from this administration that says we are doing more to protect children that are within these borders than we were doing under the previous administration or the administration before that? Show me the evidence. And here's the thing, folks. 
you, I know, I, I, there's evidence that I could, that if I were inclined to make the argument for the other side, there's, there's one I could make. Um, but I'm not going to give you that ammo. You're going to have to do your own work. Um, but even still, even with that piece of evidence, it would easily be contradicted by other evidence. That being said, and that's that's for my two conservative people who might who might actually listen <laughs> um, to this episode. Um, so, like I said, I, I was gonna I was gonna do my best to um, to get you out of here, um, get you out and bored um, before. Um, before we hit the, <laughs> the hour mark, um, you know, normally what I like to do, um, at the end is, um, uh, do a kind of on this day, um, in history, um, sort of thing, but, uh, I'm going to just hearken back to, uh, on this day in history, um, yesterday. I mean, I've talked about it before, and I'm just going to keep talking about it, okay? Um, on, on August 15th, three years ago, 2017, the president, uh, I believe is at Trump Tower, if I'm not mistaken. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, and I believe Steve Mnuchin. For some reason, I don't know why, I, I just remember um, Steve Mnuchin standing behind him with this agonized um smile on his face like man i can't believe of all the times that i am with the president i am with him now um but uh, that's when he referred to nazis as very good people the nazis that killed heather heyer and that um, beat down several, um, several peaceful protesters. Um, obviously, there were many who were injured um, on that day, and one fatally injured. Um, but I just want you to remember that that three years ago, the president called Nazis very good people, and now he's actively undermining um, the post office. So I just want you to remember that for these next seventy-nine days leading up to the election and that if you're torn like if if your conscience just can't you just can't vote for biden and harris i want you to remember that maybe you don't want to vote for the person who called nazis very good people um speaking of politics on this day in history menachem begin he was uh former prime minister of Israel. For some reason, he's like one of the first political figures I remember. He was born on this day in 1913. Um, he and Anwar Sadat uh, of Egypt. I just remember those Camp David talks with Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter does not get the credit he deserves. And I think that Jimmy Carter is proving that he might have actually been the very best of us. And this is, I'm obviously, I love President Obama. But what I'm saying is like, 
the life that President Carter has led outside of his time as president has shown that he was better than the office that he held. And those talks between Menachem Begin and Anwar Sadat in Israel and Egypt, I mean, I don't, I can't, I couldn't even imagine this president being able to do that. Uh, James Cameron was born today, August 16th. Um, he gave us the Terminator. Um, Terminator was awesome, by the way. He gave us Alien. I mean, James Cameron, when you think about it, and I forgive him for Avatar. I know some of you loved Avatar. I walked out of Avatar. And I can't tell you what point in the movie I walked out because I think it was seven hours long. Um, what else did he... Oh, yeah. That one. He did that one, too. You jump, I jump. You know... Couldn't they have just made room on the raft and that little raft together? Why couldn't they just, can they just scooch? They cuddle up or something? And for her to have this stone the whole time, knowing that all these people are out there looking for it, and then she just throws it in the ocean. Come on, man. Um, And the great Madonna, um, born today. Um, So shout out to Madonna. So Madonna is... Wow, she's like 62? That can't be right. Madonna's 62. Man, wow. That's uh, um, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but hey, that's all I got. I was, I was going to tell you that today on August 16th, Idi Amin, um, he was a U- Ugandan dictator, died on August 16th. But I feel like I've already talked enough about a dictator today. Um so I don't want to end on that note. I just want to say this. I'm super grateful for you all. And despite how terrible this episode is, please rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> to the Uninvited Podcast. Um, share it. Tell your friends. Uh, or don't, because this is like, I don't know how many minutes that you can't get back in your life. But I sure do appreciate you. And we will catch you on the flip side of the Uninvited. <laughs> <laughs>